go with size D. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to go and say it's like a capital D. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yet the only one that confused was you. (laughs) (laughs) For a minute, he just sat there and cried. Like that time he found out Jordan Knight wasn't gay. All right, and welcome back to Needless to Say. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. I am here with Craig, with Dave, with Matt, and I am Brad. And for the fourth year in a row, we are celebrating Halloween the only way we know how. Hells yeah. Hells yeah. Well, get into it. You guys are the it. ones that really love this holiday, so let's talk a little bit. How it's is spooky season. It's well, spooky. That's actually in my week in review. I hate that fucking term. <laughs> spooky? Sp- a spooky season. It's like yeah. it's like the holiday season. No, it's fucking Christmas. Yeah. It's Halloween. Yeah. It's yeah. spooky season. It's like when asshole- people who are assholes 11 months a year come out on Christmas and they post all that shit about peace, joy, and family. Go fuck yourself. Oh, you know You're an one- awful yeah. cunt. You know which one gets me? It's like... It's like, oh, you guys ready for the big game? No. I'm ready for the Super Bowl, you shit dick. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck. <laughs> the big game. But like, there is a reason for that. Yeah, it's, that it's trademarking and licensing. With only, only one network and a certain yeah. number of brands can use the term. Yeah, I, yeah. I still If you're not an official sponsor oh. of the NFL, you don't get the use. I'm with you. Uh, I think it's dumb. I hate it. But at least I know why they do it. Yeah. I actually well, didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like in baseball when they say, you were excited for the best of seven. <laughs> No, they say the World Series because nobody gives a fuck about baseball anymore. But like, I hate that they do that, and it ties back into the whole naming thing. Why can't we just say it's fall? What's wrong with it being fall? And yes, Halloween happens every fall, at least in my lifetime. But no, it's spooky season now. I never, I actually never heard anybody say that. Yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've never heard, heard anyone say it either. Spooky season. You don't hang out with enough white people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. You need to hang out at Starbucks more. Yeah. Spooky season. Yeah, people, people in your area don't tend to throw the word "spooky" out. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're trying to keep that one on the yeah, down low. It's you the know, core word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a big show planned. Uh, if you are new here, every year we do original fucking Halloween movie scripts, usually with self-referential jokes that you guys won't get. Yep. But we like doing it, and uh, we're going to keep that up. That's going to take up a lot of this episode. Yeah. So let's get through our weeks. Let's start with the man that never gets to go first, Dave. Oh, shit. No, I don't want to. Uh, but, okay. Uh, my week actually started off on a kind of, I don't say serious note, but on a not-what-we-do note. Uh I've talked about my son, Matthew, who plays soccer. He actually got called up by the next the, the soccer team that's a, a division above his. Him and one other kid from his team, they needed players for their game the next day, the, so on Sunday. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. He's like, can I play? I'm like, of course you can. Where do yeah. you go? Let's go. Yep. Um, so I, I'm bringing him to the game. I'm like, dude, just so you know, like, there's a good chance you don't get a lot of playing time. Because they may just need someone on the bench in case one of their starters goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and we get there, and it's him, uh, the other kid from his normal team that could call him, and one other kid from the, the that was there. Five minutes into the game, f- fucking Matthew's going in, the coach sent him in, sending him in like he's a regular player on the team. And the kid yeah. fucking hung in, was making plays, jumped. I'm like, dude, I sat That's on the sideline awesome. for like 90 minutes. Like, 
my little man's out there. Just like he's shorter than everybody else, but he's fucking in there playing it, doing like nice, yeah, man. And he like he just jumped in, like taking throw-ins from the side, just right in with the team. He's he like Muggsy Bogues out yeah, there. <laughs> that's what he looked <laughs> yeah. like because they line up before the game and like they do the thing. And I'm looking at him all. I'm like, oh, look at him. Like he's so little. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I'm gonna tickle yeah. his belly yeah. button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, but like I just watched him Like the dude just like Went right into it And fucking awesome. went for it And the coach Good played man. him The whole game Really? The That's whole awesome. game Yeah, yeah. Um, And they His team They ended up winning They they scored a goal With five seconds left To take the lead And then Damn. they won The other kid That moved up with him From his team Is the one that scored The winning goal Really? Wow So he and the other kid Made a bunch of plays They contributed It was awesome to watch Those two And like this That's other kid's awesome, dad and I were like, dude, this is freaking awesome. He's like, yeah, this is great. Watch him. They get to come up and play. And so he's yeah. going to try to get on the team in the spring. Move nice. up to the division. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I take it back, though. The spooky season is no longer the whitest thing I ever heard. <laughs> Dave sitting there going, my little man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New front runner. But you know what, though? It's amazing how far effort will get you. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you fucking play hard and, you know, even if you're not the biggest guy or whatever, the most athletic, it, you play hard all the time. That's what coaches love. And he's that coachable. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what his coaches said. Like this. He can the kid can learn. Yep. And I told him, like, just the fact that you said, yeah, I'll come. Even knowing that you might just sit for the game. That coach is going to know that. Like, take notice. Like, yeah, hey, who's willing to come in and, and do whatever he could play his yeah. part. Now, like, that was awesome, dude. So that was fun. That's how my week started. Um, the rest of the week, not much. Um, it was a pay week this week, which means we went to dinner to the Mexican place again, where I set my great expectations, as Brad said a few weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so we went there, and from there, um, Ryan and Ari and I went to the zoo to do the Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular. That was la- last night. Shit, it was last night. Ooh. Yeah. Listen. No, they it, get, they're they pretty fucking... It's pretty they're cool, They're pretty man. crazy over there, man. They do some shit, dude. dude like, they, you got to give them credit. They Amazing what they can carve into pumpkins. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It was a ton of fun, but what wasn't fun of the fucking people walking around taking pictures of everything. Every fucking... There are 35,000 pumpkins. You don't need a picture of every one of them. The fucking yeah. white people, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, all there was. Think of the lattes. Yeah. yeah. They were probably going to check out the full foliage yeah. next, <laughs> fucking pussies. But everyone driving behind you. I'd have given it to them for free. They yeah. were fully immersed in the foliage driving behind Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> it's the 4D experience. Yeah. <laughs> 4D. <laughs> 3Ds and Derek. Yeah. <laughs> no, Derek has all four Ds. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Matt was throwing leaves. No, he's, I got one. I got, I got a D. <laughs> you got a little D. I got a D. No, I, I got a regular size D. <laughs> <laughs> know, I'm not going to go say it's like a capital D. But. <laughs> There's a bunch of foliage yeah, in the stem. I do okay. But it's yeah. low res, right? <laughs> Standard definition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Japanese maple. You get by. Yeah. You get by. You get- <laughs> I 720p every night. <laughs> <laughs> it's not widescreen, but. Yeah. 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 Letterbox. Definitely not. Like, yeah. yeah. Letterbox. <laughs> well, you do have black on the top yeah, of the other <laughs> Is it a sandwich of black? 
So anyway, you were saying. I believe saying you were proud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not of Matt. Who <laughs> <laughs> wants to claim that D? Yeah. But uh, no, so we're going through the zoo, and it's just, it, there's a ton of people there. When we expected that, right? Yeah. It's, the weather was nice, and but these fucking people stopping at every pumpkin and taking pictures with the fucking flash on. Yeah. Like bright. And, like, I'm already, I don't say annoyed. I try not to get, like, but we're surrounded by people just moving this mob, just moving yeah. through the zoo, looking at all the stuff. Yeah. You were annoyed. I, yeah. I didn't, like, I, I try not to let it out because I don't want to ruin everyone's night. But, no, like, you, you there's look, a ton of people around. You Some people do stupid things. Yeah. Like, hey, let's stop right here in the middle of the walkway and have a conversation. No, there's yeah. 15,000 people trying to walk around you. Trying to walk by. On a yeah. path that's 10 feet wide. Fucking move. Yeah. Yeah. But at one point, there was this dude walking behind us. He was, like, right behind my left shoulder. And he wanted to take a video. So he starts taking a video and puts the fucking flash on. So he's walking around with this fucking flashlight. Like a flashlight, yeah. Ruining everybody. I'm like, dude, like, that's fucking annoying. Yeah. And Ray, she was like, what? I'm like, just fucking everybody. He's throwing, it's obnoxious. Yeah, it's like sitting, walking with a big giant flashlight. Right. Well, yeah. Like, dude, knock it off. Like, at least that's not bright. I just said... D- yeah, D- I like Dave's fucking passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's what I did. I was like, at least that's not too bright. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm fucking get what you're doing with it. Yeah, like, I didn't pay thirty five dollars to come watch your to watch you make, <laughs> to watch you make fucking TikTok reels. Right, yeah. like the yeah. guy's flying like an Apache helicopter at night in right. there, like fucking <laughs> yeah. illuminating Osama's compound. <laughs> oh, there's some pumpkins in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot! Yeah, get the fuck out of here, asshole! Oh my god! But like, it's just like some of the people there. I'm like, just fucking move on. Like, just knock it off. Just being up. Like, just be mindful of your surroundings. Yeah. Right. Oh no, I I totally hate fuck people me. too. It's 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 yeah. But it's the people that have no common like, courtesy. They don't even think about what's happening around them. It's same thing with people at airports that just stop and they start. Oh, let me check my bag. Yeah, just, look, I am I am 15 inches behind you. Move to the because everyone's side. moving as fast as they can to get out of here, yeah. and you just stop. Yeah. You cause a fucking person accident behind you. That's what it is. You ever see that happen? All of a sudden, a bunch of people bunch bump, up and they start like yeah. filing around some one idiot. Yeah. Oh, where does where did I put my burrito? From you fucking move. <laughs> yeah. Go off to the side of the walkway. Don't stop in the middle. It's a gender bender. Everybody's trash. Gender, gender bender. That's <laughs> the San Francisco yeah. airport. Yeah, it's yeah. a different airport. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Planes land backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and laugh at that. It's the only airport. That visual, <laughs> that visual beep, touchdown. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> That's the coming down. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, but anyway, the highlight of my week happened today, um, and it was because I mentioned we went to dinner at the Mexican restaurant. I got a burrito, and there was these are big burritos. I'm like, I got it, so I'm like, all right, I'll have half a dinner, take the other half home for lunch. That's where I made my mistake because I piled on about a pound and a half of burrito into my stomach in a 13 hour period. Yep. And towards the end of the day, I was in the bathroom. I was taking a piss. I'm like, all right. 
I had a lot, like I was fucking ripping ass all day. A lot of air flying out of my ass. And I farted once and I was like, oh, that didn't feel like a fart, but I also didn't shit my pants. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So I ruptured something. So, <laughs> so I, I, I got a little toilet paper. I gave myself a little little wipe, and it looked like someone hocked a loogie between my butt cheeks. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I'm not oh, sure what God. happened. They, we in the business like to know, like to call that you shit your pants. <laughs> no, it was, it was like it was, it was like a glob of KY jelly just fell out of my butthole. Oh, I don't know where wow. it came Wait, from. Hold up. This is a celebratory moment. You passed your mucus plug. <laughs> God, dude, Congratulations, you're giving birth any day now. <laughs> it was like it's a snot rocket came out of my asshole. Oh man, your ass water broke. Uh, there was there was no shit in uh, there. I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna tell you how it, that is so much worse <laughs> than shit in your pants. I know that is so gross. How much mucus are you swallowing that you're shitting it out? Enough to coagulate. Is your shit marbled? <laughs> hey, it's marbled. marbled. <laughs> it's some good veining. It's good. It's clotting and in between his butt cheeks. Kobe oh beef my shit God. you're taking. It's like a mosaic. <laughs> oh my God. Wagyu so beef. <laughs> I have had that before. <laughs> I haven't felt the need to speak it into existence, but. <laughs> Now that you have a, a well, listen, we've all had shit our pants stories. I gotta up the ante a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, know, and that that is worse. I'm yeah. gonna tell you, I'd rather full on shit my pants. I think I, I was glad I didn't have to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, that. Uh, That's what'd a you plus. do though? You get Maybe extra you should've. Kleenex? <laughs> no, man, that was it. It was just the the one wipe, and it was gone. That was it. You put a cork in his fucking asshole. Oh. It's like, did you ever like sneeze and you felt it like hit your lips? So you just sucked it back in your nose. I just chose to wipe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh the visual images <sighs> Yeah, It'd be great if he hasn't actually been shitting all these years He's been sneezing out of his ass <laughs> <laughs> You've got allergies yeah. <laughs> Clarity makes suppositories yeah. <laughs> You've got allergies <laughs> God damn Sorry. Yeah, that was awful. That yeah, was yeah. terrible. Yeah. So successive burritos, not the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is the burrito. <laughs> this <laughs> never happened. I'm feeling like this is a deeper issue. <laughs> well, no, it's surface le- area. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> Shut, no, <laughs> surface area. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh shit. I don't know. That, that was yeah. I was happy I didn't have to clean up fabric. <laughs> 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 Oh shit! Yeah, that was that. That was pretty much my week. That I didn't have it. much else. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife went to Lucky's today without me because I had to do my fucking job, and that was dumb. Uh, but whatever. That was my that was yeah. my week. That was it. It was a relatively nothing week other than that. Fuck it, nice. I'll go. There you go. I got to uh, throw out a retraction and an apology to the nice people over at Gills Appliances. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could make a retraction. That's Gills with a G. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Gills with a J. Yeah. Gills. 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 So on, right on the heels of, well, actually, we haven't released the episode yet, so technically there's still time. <laughs> oh, no, that's but there would be an eight-minute section of the whole show that was just beeped. But yeah. So we're not going to do that. Um, last week I went off on Gills Appliances, and I went pretty hard because they were treating us like assholes. And my wife stepped up, and she was the person who stopped in front of the pumpkins and took pictures, and the one that stowed away a burrito <laughs> in the airport. <laughs> my wife decided to be that person. 
And our new dryer is coming tomorrow. Perfect. Yep. That's what you need. So squeaky wheels, baby. That's yep. what happens. So I will say this. The manager Gills made it right. Fire your staff. She's the bitchy sounding one. Don't make me name names. You know who she is. Just get rid yeah. of her. I don't care if she's your niece. She sucks. Her name's Gil. <laughs> Gillian. <laughs> I had an old age moment at work. And I don't mean the usual, hey, I'm older than everybody. I'm actually one of the younger people in the company. What was weird was Damn. I one of my writers. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I said that twice. <laughs> one of my writers is very young, and she's into metal like we are. She likes a lot of the same bands. Yeah. And so we started this music exchange. I'm trying to like you know create a good rapport with my team or whatever. Is it and weird writing like? Uh, listening to metal and writing scripts for reverse mortgage commercials <laughs> depends on the company. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying. What was cool about it was that she was really into the music, and she was seemed really interested in the fact that I was also into new music. Yeah. And then she said something where I can tell she edited herself because she says, "It's I'm not used to having a boss." Who listens to the cool music? And what she meant to say was a fucking old, old guy. Old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that really bugged me. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to ask a question because this has become my thing lately. Is there an expiration date on staying current? Yeah. We've all passed it. Yeah. But we still listen to new music. So I no, wouldn't say. No, we I, listen to new music from bands that we like. That's not true, though, because we continue to share new bands every weekend. Don't that tell sound me like we, the bands that we like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. mean it's not new music. No, but I can also say there's a lot of new bands Most that would fall into the genre that yeah. we listen to that I don't like. Most of the players in some of those bands are half our age. Uh, well, maybe mine. They're a third of yours. Yeah. Fuck you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll also say that most of our musical heroes are well older than us. Oh, yeah. And yeah. If they're still making new music and they're still pretty cool. Now, obviously, they're in the band, so they get a pass. But... Is the do we have to like? Is there a cutoff date where we can say, you know what? Maybe I don't listen to the newest tracks on Spotify, and I just keep to what I know. Like, are we posing? I don't. No. Th I don't no. think we're posing. No, no. I, no, 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 I kind of no, no, no. do that. I kind of listen to what I know. Yeah, I listen. If you guys send something and I listen to it, and I like it. I'm going to listen to it. You right. know what I mean? And I'm not afraid to put it on. You know, and I'll listen to it. And there's certain things that um. There's certain like pop culture things that I still stay up on, you know, because that's stuff I, that I like. You know what I mean? That, like, like what new thing? No, like I'm um, saying, like, have you guys seen this colorized television? <laughs> 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 no, but I'm just saying, like, there's things that I know about, like it's just like video games. All right, you know what I mean? Things no cat. Like that too. No cat. <laughs> right, but video games are a good example. You came from the first generation of video games. I've had Pong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In your twenties, I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. That was a hell of a senior year. <laughs> but I, I, I need to know. Do you feel like you maybe you turn sixty five and you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I don't. I feel I, like as a of weirdo. Right now, I don't think. No, as of right, I don't think there's there's no reason to feel like a weirdo. I enjoy, I like enjoy it, like. I, and I like it. That's I it. would feel that way more so with video games than I would with music. Even death metal? Does that sound weird? Yeah. Like I the thing Music to me is just like I I listen but I listen to so much so many different eras of music. Yeah, too. that's a thing too. You know? Yeah. I mean, you guys are a lot more diversified than I do. Almost everything I listen to are bands that were have come about in the last twenty years. 
like consistently. I have my Metallicas and Black Sabbaths yeah. and all that, but most of what I listen to are bands that have originated from the '90s forward. Yeah. So I don't feel well. That's almost thirty years. That's but, thirty but, years. But, all right, but, but you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But they're still making new music, and it still sounds yeah. current. I, so I get that. I but I think when I turned seventy. I'm going to have a hard time saying, yeah, have you heard the new Dark Tranquility? <laughs> They're 81. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I don't think yeah. they've heard it. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. But, but think of it from her perspective. Do you know, so I don't know how old she is. Let's say she's 30. She's half my age. All right. So yeah, let's, you're like her grandfather. <laughs> only in families that get pregnant in their mid teens. <laughs> so so <laughs> only in Spooktown. Yeah. Um, oh. No? Damn. <laughs> Too early in the show for that? Damn. Derek, Sorry. that was Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled B-R-A-T. <laughs> Type shit. See, th- this is why I hate you. You're such a slunt. You really are. <laughs> slunt also spelled B-R-A-D. Yeah. No. Uh, no, but think of it from her perspective, and she's probably questioning what she's listening to because you're so much older than her. Said she's half your age. She's like, oh, I'm listening to this boomer music. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which, for, yeah. for her perspective, might not be that far Truth be told, yeah. she yeah. had more 90s bands in her list than I had in mine. Yeah, because it's retro and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's it. She's really into heavy music. Like, she, she's like us. It's like she knows bands. She goes out of her way to find stuff. She's not like, a, oh, I'm angry, so let me put on the angry playlist. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, she yeah. likes this shit. So yeah. it's it's a, it was an interesting way to kind of start my week. She's a good writer too. So she's really you want to talk about coachable. That's the kind of stuff we look for too. Um, today I made awkward eye contact with Emmett while walking my own dog. I was taking wait, Maggie. Wait, out. Emmett is the dog. The, the, that the, the, the next neighbor's door. dog. The neighbor's yeah. dog. This golden retriever that I think might actually be a person trapped inside of a dog. <laughs> he is fucking. He's not he, a dog. He's, not, he's so weird. Except I love for that when dog, he though. takes a dump on my property. Now, he walks over here, and I think he's trying to leave his mark to protect our home. Yeah. He's trying to look out for us, but he takes a shit right in front of my garbage cans, and I'm sitting there screaming at this dog, and I just look at him. And we make direct eye contact for an uncomfortably <laughs> long time. And I'm staring at a dog, and we're both looking at each other, and he's like, why are you watching me? And I'm like, why are you shitting on my property? <laughs> and this dialogue went on to the point where Maggie barked because she said, you're not paying attention to me taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Everybody's do- taking shits <laughs> out of here. Yeah. I saw Dave launching a mucus plug. Right on, right on my recycling. <laughs> Brad comes out tomorrow. Ethan's taking a shit in the backyard. Yeah. Dad, look at me. Look at me. Dad. I'm protecting our land. <laughs> when he was like four, I taught him how to piss outside. And he's like, I want to go to the bathroom in nature. I want to go in nature. But one day I saw him about to squat. I'm like, no! <laughs> Jesus. Then you got to teach him to scoot around the grass yeah. on his back. Yeah, exactly. Scrape it off. <laughs> Scrape it off the stick. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 my next bullet was get sto- out the wrinkles, <laughs> <laughs> like a rolling yeah, pin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also in my story. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, my next bullet was stop saying spooky season. We covered that. Oh, sorry. And then finally, the fuck you of the week goes to Aaron Lewis, the singer of Stain. Oh, douchebag! What a fucking cunt this guy is. Well, he's I saw always this, been. In he's always been. Ass. Do you know what he did recently? I saw this today. Yeah. He spelled out. In, in a photo, Trump 24 using 32 dead coyotes. And he took what? the photo. He spelled yeah. out Trump 24. Yeah. With dead coyotes. Dead coyotes that he had shot. 32 of them. 32. Now, listen, I don't like coyote. And if you're threatening my family or my animals, 
I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. But 32 of them, that's no longer sport. Like, yeah, this is slaughter. Yeah. He, he's yeah, he's but a douchebag. But, but they have a big problem. I, I guess it depends on they what do. area you're in, but they, like, they Certain want areas you do to have kill coyotes. He lives in Newton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, no. Now, if you shot 32 animals straight, are you saying, hey, do you know what would be a great idea? Let me express my political views. <laughs> Let me let you no, know. I'm going yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, no, yeah, obviously I'm not doing that. He's always been a fucking ass clown anyway, yeah. that fucking guy. Fuck him. He's a douchebag. Yeah. So that was it. That was my week. We're blowing right through. Yeah. It's been a while. Fuck it. <laughs> Since I've been yeah. on the radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are we trying to be a country singer for a while? That's right. He tried <laughs> he tried anything to remain relevant. Yeah. Yeah, and he started having hissy fits because people were like talking at one of his acoustic shows. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't fucking stop talking, I'm going to quit he, this show. He got off stage. And really? Left, yeah. yeah. And they just kept talking. They're like, I'll have another beer. Do you know what yeah. his audience said? I'm on the outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Not guy. looking in. Does yep. he still have his stupid little eyebrow piercing? I don't know. I was too busy looking at dead coyotes oh. spelling out a political bumper yeah. sticker. He looks like a fucking fat Dave Matthews anyway. Fuck that guy. That's a good call. <laughs> That's a good fucking call. Isn't Dave Matthews fat too uh, now? Yeah. Well, maybe now. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> He does, though. He looks like a thumb. Yeah. 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 With eyebrows, like yeah. you drew, like, if you drew like eyes on your thumb, that's it. That's him. And then put it next to thirty-two dead coyote. I'm not getting over this, man. It really pissed me off. <laughs> that's stupid. You went out and did that just to take that picture. Yeah, yeah that's that's stupid. the thing. No, I, don't, but, I don't mind killing all the coyotes. To be but honest, but with the, you, the but. ten thousand likes he got as a result of it yeah. is even more concerning. Yeah, but whatever. Craig, yeah. what up? Yeah, man. Fuck them coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> So I shot 34 coyotes this week. <laughs> <laughs> Biden. <laughs> Biden 24, yeah. man. Craig, Craig spell that I still support Ross Perot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Mondale. What's the other guy's name? Like Dukakis. The, the Indian guy that's running y- oh, y- VK or whatever. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a, that'd be a lot of coyotes, dude. But only yeah. six camels. <laughs> Four if you use the double hump ones. <laughs> Kill oh, camels. Shit. I'm running in the dromedary party. <laughs> Throwback joke. Yeah. That, that, was good. that was a great joke. <laughs> this is a new standard for us. We're interrupting Craig before he even starts. Yeah, I haven't even said a fucking word yet. Yeah. Hello. No, nah, I didn't. Uh, Brad made a political camel joke. He did, That's and it so was good. good. It was good. That's way better than your dumb thirty-four coyotes joke, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid. No, nah, I didn't have much this week. I uh, <laughs> Sunday we we went out with Fran's family, like a, a bunch of family, went out to uh, to uh, lunch on Sunday. So right in the middle of football, so that was awesome. And, uh, but it was funny. <laughs> I made a so reservation for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deserted four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deserted four oh five. So, so that was great. So then, me and my wife's uncle Bill sat all the way at the other end of the table, and he propped his phone up on the salt shaker, and we watched games. Nice. So that wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was it. Then Monday night, I helped the guys from from Bearable record there. Um, Who? The guys from Fun Bearable. I helped them record their their uh, Halloween episode, and then Tuesday, the one where they Tuesday, write stories about each other, yeah. horror stories, and read them. 
rip off lackeys. No, no, they don't do yeah. that. Um, but anyway, the uh, the next day I had off, so I didn't do anything. Like, uh, well, I kind of did you some shit around the house, week. Yeah. So <laughs> that was Tuesday. So then I worked Wednesday and Thursday, and I had today off. <laughs> and I have all next week off. And uh, <laughs> put in a so grueling could, sixteen hours eight. this week. No, that's crazy. It was like eight. You said, you said uh, two days, not four. <laughs> oh you, no, I yeah, I worked Monday. I worked like we worked late Monday actually. Um, when is Adam going? Isn't what, that this he week? left? He left. Yeah, yeah. He left today. That's why we didn't work today because he left this morning. He left this morning. Oh, so you're off all next week. Yeah, I'm off all next week. Except yeah. for the day you got to do like the car rotation. No, I don't have to do that. I took the work truck home. He moved some shit, and we're all set. Okay. But uh, so I did that, but my wife had the week off. He, my he wife didn't had... trust you to move those cars. He didn't trust you to give no, to give you his keys. No, we didn't have to. I just I just took the the work van and parked it at my house, and he didn't have to. He they ended up parking their cars at his buddy's house. His buddy's ah. got a driveway longer than fucking Brad's and they were going too. So they just had the car that was picking them all up, pick them up over there. Oh. So they all parked there. Um, not nearly as funny as him not trusting you. Yeah, no, it was Tim, <laughs> <laughs> you and your logical answers. <laughs> yeah. As long as your point was made. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was it. And do much of anything this week, except we went, I did watch the movie that we were all supposed to watch, but, that was it. Uh, nobody else watched it except for me. <laughs> no, uh, I realized it this afternoon. I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh well." I forgot to publish the episode because I was so busy racing to the finish line. <laughs> we all had yeah. 364 <laughs> fucking days to write this thing, and I remember last year all we were like, "I am not letting today. this sit next year. No way, no way, no way." We got ideas, and we're going to use them. Yeah, my ass. We were all racing to the fucking finish line. Every yeah. single one of us wrote it in the last 24 hours. Oh yeah, 24. Yeah. Like six. Yeah. <laughs> I had to send it to Craig at 6.30 p.m. using all of his toner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now I have to give Craig a toner. Yeah. I, had a, oh. I had a head start on you guys. I started yesterday at about 12.30. See that? Not yeah. bad. Oh, overachiever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Teacher's pet. No, but I, we went, me and my wife went out to lunch today with Rayanne, with Dave's wife. Uh, we went to Lucky's, had a few drinks. And yep. fuck it. Had a few you, drinks. She was gone for three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we ate and stuff, and we did. I only I only had How like many meals? And that's two yeah. hours right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We ate. That corned beef's chewy. Lunch and dinner. I did go out. Me and my wife last night went to the Guild, which is a brewery near my house. We went there for dinner last night. We drank a few beers, and then we went home and I drank a few more beers. And then I just basically harassed Matt on social media. <laughs> <laughs> on, like, every single platform. In every group text, in every social media that we share, it was just, like, an insult about me. And I discovered them all this morning. I'm like, why? What did I do to you? <laughs> Not that I had some beers. It was fun. Uh, obviously, yeah. I didn't see any of this. What do you write? No, worst part was some of the shit was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Yeah, it fucking sucks. You're dude. all mad, then you're really like, oh, fuck. Yeah. When he makes a joke and there's a huge egregious typo and it ruins the joke, I'm never happier in my life. Yeah, head. me too. Yeah. It's the best thing. That's the worst Because it's, it's like, you know, taking the grenade and keeping the 
you know, yeah. the yeah. grenade and throwing the I pin. fucking hate when you that You got happens. the point. Like, it was like, ooh, that was that was good. That that was actually a good idea, but bad execution. Yeah, bad execution. But no, yeah. I, I hit it pretty hard last night. No, yeah, you yeah, did. I was, I was nailing no, you it. Did. That's yeah. the trick for your grammar. Yeah, yeah. Getting loaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to drink some beers and then I'm good. But uh, that a- was it. Any man. standouts? Anything you got them good on? I had a few. I can't remember all of them. I did. I was typing one, uh, and I was I was typing because uh, you wished my sisters a happy birthday a day early. <laughs> Their birthday. My sister's yeah. my sister's fortieth birthday is today. So. Um, you know, my I have twin sisters. Both their birthdays was today. Matt yesterday posted happy birthday, and I like happy birthday, girls, you know, ladies. And I started to type, "It's tomorrow, you fucking loser." <laughs> and it, just as I went to hit send, I see mom at the top. My mother was in the group chat. I deleted it, and that was the only one I didn't send anything in. <laughs> well, because. Your wife, your wife, like, I, I don't, I guess I'm in some kind of group message with them, yeah. you know, and uh, your wife said the text, like, oh, happy last day before you turn 40. Yeah, she goes, your last day in your 30s. She yeah, your last yesterday. day in your 30s. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get ahead of this. Happy birthday. And then, like, as I hit send, I was like, ah, oh, it's not their birthday today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's All right, but how do you always operate? First. Yeah. Yeah. I was but wicked first. Dude. Wicked first. Like a day early. Yeah. So. Craig, Craig's going to be first for next year by posting it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I was so first that I didn't even bother wishing my happy birthday today on their actual yeah. birthday. <laughs> Neither of them. It would just be redundant. Yeah. I know. It's like. And it was so funny, too, because it was like Fran said that, and then Courtney was like, she was like, oh, thanks, Fran. And then I was like, oh, happy birthday, ladies. And then there was hours of silence, and then Kaylin was like, thanks, Fran. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even acknowledge my shit on there. I'm like, oh. I'm like, maybe my text didn't go through. Yeah. No, no, it was shiny. It was there and yeah, shiny. It was, super it was shiny. glowing at the bottom. Yeah, it was red. Yeah. <laughs> at 8.21 a.m., it yeah. was red. And I just love that your mom shows up in the chat like your conscience. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, if I had hit send on that, I would have got a phone call in minutes. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, ooh, I put, I just deleted it and then didn't write anything at all. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. Don't tell. Yeah. But, <laughs> yep, that was it. That was it <laughs> for me. Great. I didn't have much. I didn't have much this week. I didn't even think I needed to do a week in review. But one thing I did have that was funny is I blew a bunch of wood chips and fucking leaves in an old lady's face today. (laughs) 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 I just remembered that. It was actually pretty cool. (laughs) So we're working on this job and we finished we finished trimming it and shit. They're putting a new pole and they're putting a new taller pole and shit. So they're raising the shit up. So we got to lift the tree up or whatever. You know, it just occurred to me if. If people listening didn't know what you did for a living, the whole first half of what you just said, very different story. Very different. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. <laughs> Should have been listening. Still great. Yeah, I know. Should have been listening for 300 episodes ago. But- I almost would have preferred if he didn't work in trees. Right. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I, I decided to blow wood chips in an old lady's face. Yeah. <laughs> Be incredible. <laughs> Trimming it up for a new pole. Yeah. Oh, we're, do- we're doing this job and we finish it shit like that. And fuck it, we're just doing like the cleanup. And I got my fucking headphones on. I got music on. And Derek's got the same thing going. And he's standing there and he's kind of like shutting down the chipper and shit. And fucking, 
I just see this old lady standing right behind him. It's the property owner of the tree that we just did. I fucking meleeed this tree. But uh, <laughs> I had to. You know, they're putting in. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a new construction job. But I'm like, uh, I look up and I'm just like, I'm blowing off her driveway and shit. I'm blowing off all the wood chips that are on top of her car because I didn't bother to ask her to move it. Because I didn't care. <laughs> I'd never get anything done if I asked people to move their cars yeah, all exactly. the time. But uh, so there's all kinds of shit all over her car. I'm blowing the car off, blow the driveway off and shit. And then I see her. She's just standing there with her arms folded like four feet behind Derek. And I look up at Derek and I'm like, and he goes, he goes, I, don't he goes, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's seen her. And he like acknowledged her. He's like, yeah, but I, I he, may have fucked this bitch. I don't yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he was like, he was like, eh, you know, and I'm like, eh, fuck her then, you know, and like, normally I would go walk over to like somebody that's standing there, like, oh, yeah, how you, you doing? Yeah, can I help? Yeah, you? can I help you with yeah, something? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I was like, eh. I was like, oh, it's Friday. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I was totally out of like, I just, I don't care. What you, if you have something to say, then come walk up and say it to me. You know what I mean? And she didn't. And she just stood there with her fucking arms folded. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, I got to finish blowing this off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I just like, I walk to the other side of the truck and she's on like the passenger side of the, like where the chipper would right. be. And I'm going off. I'm, on the driver's side and I'm blowing all the wood chips and I'm on the other side of the chipper just blowing them right through and I can see her through like the middle of the chute in the engine and just chips just hitting her in the face <laughs> <laughs> and, and leaves and shit and I'm like <laughs> and I'm just laughing and I'm like, oh my god it's bark cocky <laughs> 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 that is what it was. <laughs> she was like one of those Instagram models walking around with all jizz on her face, like yeah. it was just wood chips and it's shit. It's like that TikTok girl that gets all the hot dogs in her face. I'm just imagining yeah, yeah. yeah. her mouth opening on. Ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I just like just totally blasted her with shit. And not even that. I didn't even contain it to just the stuff on the ground. I was like, oh, I'm going to clean my chipper off right now, too. <laughs> like, like, blew all the dirt on, yeah. off. Yeah. All the dirt. Yeah. All the dirt off and shit, dude. And fucking. It was just blowing right at her in like her <laughs> nightgown. It's your nightgown. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, dude. I was like, fuck it. Fuck hey, people. Hey, Carlos, you might have another complaint. But yeah, she never said anything. She just walked back into her house. She didn't even say anything. Nope, never said that. anything. She just couldn't fucking see. She probably had old fucking wood chips <laughs> in her eyes. Face full of pulp. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Under her breast, she's like, thank you. Eyes are full of sawdust. I usually talk to customers and shit like that. And but We're feeling it today. I just didn't care. You yeah. have a story to finish. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was on. I was on a Give deadline. Fucking dick around. <laughs> I was on a, a very important deadline. Yeah, we were trying to get Matt to come. We're like, "Hey, Matt, come to Lucky's." He's like, "I can't." He's like, "I am gonna leave work early today, though. <laughs> I, do, I do have to finish writing this story." Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like gonna lose money at work because I had to finish this fucking story for this piece of shit podcast that I do with my friends that I don't make money for. Yeah. <laughs> It was that important to me. It was perfect. You yeah. needed to do it. It was. Right? <laughs>
Oh, shit. <laughs> so we do have some stories, though. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. And we're going to figure out. Matt's, Matt's going to go first. Matt's to go Ma- first. Matt did volunteer to go first. I will go first. I never go first. And mine's the shortest. So. All right. <laughs> we'll start there. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, dude. What? You said it. It's the longest. Is <laughs> that what you said? All That's right. A lot of narration, huh? Yeah, it's girthy. Real lot of na- lot of girth. That's fine. I'm That's feeling fine. it. Narrative girth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Mine's called Labor Day. All right. What does the N stand for? <laughs> That's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking newsworthy. <laughs> and also, not me. <laughs> The sun slowly came over the horizon on a brisk September day. Birds were gleefully chirping in the mild autumn air as the morning light washed over Dave's neighborhood. The sound of what could be a foghorn is heard in the distance as if there was a tugboat steaming out of the harbor for its daily duties. It wasn't, though. It was actually just Dave's CPAP machine running out of (laughs) diesel fuel. Nonetheless, Dave woke up feeling jovial. I'm sorry, that was a fucking lie, too. In reality, he peeled his weathered, sagging body (laughs) off of his sheets in a manner where you'd want to look into discounts on early funeral arrangements. (laughs) Despite this, Dave was pleased, as today was the day that he, his family, and friends were going on their annual trip to Maine. It's something he looks forward to every year as it's the escape he needs from the cutthroat, high-stakes world of being an insurance salesman. (laughs) This year was going to be special because Brad had finally agreed to come with us. He thought it could do him some good to get out of town seeing that his ex-wife, Melissa, had just recently began a torrid love affair with NASCAR host and dear NTS friend, Chad. (laughs) It was hitting him hard. He had also now gotten a bit used to the outdoors being that he's been sleeping in a tent in his yard while Chad and (laughs) Melissa occupied the master bedroom upstairs. He was finally ready to partake in the festivities The festivities he's missed out on over the years, and we were all happy for him. <laughs> Craig arose from his bed at 3.30 a.m. and began to fret on whether he had enough luggage to pack all the things he wanted to bring. <laughs> By 3.34 a.m., he had settled on a tattered plastic bag <laughs> Containing a lobster big, a lobster bib, and a gob of toothpaste folded into a Burger King receipt. <laughs> he then watched SpongeBob SquarePants for five straight hours in his cartoonishly stained tidy whities slurping down the now seasonal Count Chocula cereal. <laughs> The tender and beautiful flower that is his wife Francine feverishly. Sl- Feverishly slaves away in the kitchen, making sure his eighth bowl of booberry is ready and waiting for his ungrateful and pathetic, stupid face. <laughs> As she packs his Spider Man lunchbox with various snacks and chocolate milks, she gets giddy with excitement, knowing that her vacation from being a mom slash wife will be beginning in mere minutes once Craig leaves. <laughs> 
Back at the Dave compound, everyone is arriving for the long car ride up. Rayanne brings out the last item out of the house. It's an extremely heavy propane tank <laughs> that any caring husband in the world would gladly carry for their wife. As Dave wolfs down a six-pack of everything bagels, he hears a clanking and the very distinguishable sound of his wife shrieking in agony. He freezes. He thinks to himself, How lucky was it that I got the last drum of cream cheese at the grocery store yesterday? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As, Dave ad as Dave's adolescent children tend to Rayanne's open wounds, Dave finishes eating everyone's breakfast and comes out ready to go. <laughs> he steps over his wife's mangled body to greet the guys who have just arrived. Hey, what's up, man? Is Ray okay? Oh, yeah, she's fine. You think Uncle Mike will have some appetizers waiting for us when we get there? I'm starving. <laughs> Jesus, Dave. Hey, has anyone heard from Brad yet? Oh, I think this is him pulling up now. Brad pulls up and proceeds to parallel park his car for the next 47 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> he gets out and comes walking up hand in hand with a very burly man. <laughs> hey, is that Mike? One of the original members of the Needless to Say podcast? Why, yes, it is, dude. They approach. Both profusely sweating, and the clock hasn't yet hit 9 a.m. What's up, guys? We didn't know you were coming too, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike begins to say hello, but as he begins to speak, Brad quickly but very delicately puts his index finger over Mike's mouth. <laughs> My sweet lion. <laughs> I should be the one to tell them. <laughs> Dude, what is happening right now? So it turns out that I'm surprisingly and incredibly gay. <laughs> <laughs> like gay in ways that would be difficult for you guys to understand. Can't even describe how gay I am, but I'd really like to try. You really don't have to do all that, man. I'd actually love to hear about it, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just love the feel of a man's chest hair coursing through my effeminate girlish figure. <laughs> I meant fingers. Silence ensues for nine straight minutes. Oh, yeah, I'm also super racist now, too. <laughs> cool. Everyone all packed up and ready to hit the road? <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's leave, like, right now. Everyone gets in their respective cars and begins to make the long, arduous journey north. Six hours pass and we finally arrive at Uncle Mike's house in Maine. Everyone begins picking spots for their tents and unloading their cars. Craig carries down his belongings for the long weekend in his front pocket. <laughs> <laughs> While Dave lights some flares for the military, the military transport helicopters that are dropping in his stuff. Mike carries Brad down like a newborn baby nestled <laughs> tight against his bosom. <laughs> Brad gently touches Mike's giant nipple on the long time. <laughs> Rayanne calls for help from the top of the hill, but her husband willfully ignores her. <laughs> Rayanne, Dave, 
can you help me carry down this antique sawmill you wanted me to give to Uncle Mike? <laughs> Let's get some bacon cooking, boys. <laughs> a loud bang is heard, followed by the ear-piercing screams of a helpless mother and wife. Everyone but Dave runs over to find Rayanne at the bottom of the hill, hurt, but still in good spirits. Dave ate a bunch of bacon. <laughs> Nighttime approaches and everyone is set up in their spots. Everyone has retired to their tents for the evening after a long day of driving. Everyone except Craig, who is sleeping on a jagged pile of rocks. <laughs> Can't believe Fran forgot to pack my tent. What a bitch. <laughs> She's got some nerve not doing every single thing I need her to do all the time. As, tra as Craig is trying to call his wife to read him his nightly bedtime story, <laughs> moans can be heard from the direction of Brad's tent. The sounds... <laughs> the the sounds of rigorous man-on-man lovemaking <laughs> echo through the woods. Everyone begins to violently... Everyone begins to get violently ill from the smell of male friction. <laughs> what was weirder was it sounded like they were doing some kind of Lord of the Rings role-playing where they were both orcs. <laughs> Morning finally arrives and the silence is deafening. A scream is then heard. Craig discovers the wreckage and ripped fabric that was once Brad's tent. The stench of used lotion permeates in the air. Brad and Mike's bodies lay motionless, but still naked. <laughs> Brad, Mike, you guys in there? Craig pulls back the tattered tent to expose Mike's lifeless face. He doesn't care, though. <laughs> Brad, where are you? Please tell me you're alive. I have so many feelings to confess to you. <laughs> Brad gingerly shuffles his hand and, whisper and whispers in Craig's ear. Shh, Craig. I just want you to know that I've always loved you. But Mike is a much gentler and thorough lover than you ever were. <laughs> Brad's eyes roll into the back of his head and he succumbs to his wounds. Someone here must have murdered them. Also, it stinks like fucking ass bad over here. <laughs> yeah, man. It smells like a car did a burnout in a puddle of Jergens. <laughs> we douse them in gas and burn their bodies, never to speak their names again. Okay. Who's up for some pancakes for breakfast? <laughs> The day eerily goes by with the thought in everyone's head that someone here brutally murdered Mike and his gay lover, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> An uneasy feeling runs through the campsite. Dave ate pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> that night, everyone had pretty much gotten back to normal because alcohol was not in short supply. Everyone except Craig, who pined for his lost love, but none of us gave a shit about that. <laughs> it's just that he touched me in ways that Fran never could. Oh, my God. Please shut the fuck up, Craig. 
Yeah, dude, you're killing my spinach casserole buzz. <laughs> Rayanne is then heard coming down the hill in an ATV. It appears the throttle is stuck and she violently flips it end over end into a tree with the machine landing on top of her fragile, life-giving body. Everyone immediately runs to her aid. Everyone but Dave. He ate more spinach casserole. <laughs> Once Savannah and Aria lifted the four-wheeler off Ryan's body, everyone went to bed. <laughs> oh, God. Another morning, another murder. This time, Craig's meek and unhealthy broken body <laughs> lay brutally stabbed inside the fire pit. A pie iron inserted in his rectal cavity was glaringly visible and at the same time unbelievably embarrassing. <laughs> Me and Dave chuckled mildly. Okay, that's enough. Dave, I know it's you murdering everyone. It has to be. Fuck it. Yeah, it was me. I murdered those three pieces of shit. But why, Dave? Why would you do that? Those were our friends. Well, I murdered Brad for his constant negativity, Craig for his unparalleled idiocy, and Mike for his occasional drunk text to my wife. Now I'm going to murder you because I'm super jealous of how manly and awesome you are. <laughs> Dave begins to charge at Matt, but his giant fat body will not let him move quick enough to outpace Matt's cat-like reflexes, who has already done two perfect backflips and landed right at the brand new throwing axes. Matt unsheathed one of them while Dave is in the act of tripping over a small stick in what seemed like slow motion. He hits the ground and the shake of the earth almost causes Matt to lose his grip on the axe. <laughs> Just give it up, Dave. You can never have these rugged good looks and vast knowledge of arbor culture as I do. <laughs> Please, Matt. I know I'm ugly and that will never change, but at least teach me some tree-felling techniques so I can look cool to my college buddies. Matt picks up Dave's half-full beer and slowly and confidently takes a sip. He then lights up a cigarette and crouches beside the pitiful excuse he used to call a friend. I'm afraid I can't do that, buddy. But for what it's worth, I agree with all those reasons you had for killing those other three losers. <laughs> <laughs> Matt grabs the back of Dave's head and pulls it towards his ass. In an act of unbelievable disrespect, he squeezes, he squeezes out the most epic fart straight into Dave's face causing his hair to blow back into a faux hawk hairstyle. <laughs> he then backflips out of a crouched position and while upside down perfectly plunges the axe into Dave's forehead, ending his life immediately. <laughs> Matt lands perfectly on his feet as the children clap with joy. <laughs> as he walks away, he hears Ran cry out for, the, for help from the top of the hill. She needs assistance carrying a grand piano down to the river. <laughs> he runs over and tries to help, but she slips, drops the piano, and swiftly kills both of them. <laughs> the kids ended up in foster care and resented the memories of their parents for the rest of their lives. The end. <laughs> Shyamalan ending there. Wow. Right. Yeah, it was. Wow. 
there are at least five things in that story that I also did in mine. Really? <laughs> so we're spending way too much fucking time together, man. <laughs> this is really fucking scary. You'll see it when we get to mine. Oh, well, I'm dusting off my treadmill. Who's next? I'll go, I'll go next. I don't oh, care. Okay. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's mine. This is the, our fourth one. That was Matt's third, right? Yeah. My fourth yep. story. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Craig shot up in bed, startled, breathing heavily, and his underoos were drenched in a piss-cold sweat. <laughs> Oddly, the sun was already up, and he looked at his wife. What the fuck? Holy shit. That was fucked up. Fran, you'll never guess what just happened in my dream. Fran, his loving, devoted wife, turned to him and said, You're probably right. Bye! (laughs) And she left the room to head to work. Craig remained, sitting up on his bed, trying to understand what had just happened, completely unbothered by the fact that the time was 7.30 and he had to be at work by 8, because he knew he could get to work by 9 and still finish the scheduled job by (laughs) (laughs) 9.17. Craig shook it off and went to work. His day was going by as any other would. He and Adam were working, engaging each other in plentiful, intelligent conversation (laughs) to pass the time. When the time came to clean up for the day, around 11.15, Craig was walking some equipment out to the van. Throw it, a voice said. What's that, Adam? He said as he turned, but saw nobody behind him. What the fuck? Just throw it, he heard a grizzled voice say to him. Do it. Throw it now. Trying to fight the voice and the sudden urge that came with it, Craig reluctantly tossed an extension cord into the van. No, no, he said, but his arms were compelled by some strange force to carelessly throw the extension cord into the van. As he got closer, the voice came again. Now the saw, it said. Wait, what? Why would I? Sorry. But before he could finish audibly arguing with the voice from nowhere, his body was heaving the saw into the van on top of the extension cord like Matt would throw a branch at an east sider from 30 feet up in the bucket. <laughs> now the glue, the voice said. No way. I'm not doing that. I, I won't. The voice persisted. Open it. Throw it. Open it. Throw it. Open it. Throw it. Craig struggled to fight the voice and the urge, straining helplessly against himself to stop from opening the glue. Adam heard the yelling and came to investigate, and what he saw was disturbing. He came from behind Craig to find him, Kneeling, hands and elbows twisting in a sexually unsettling manner, followed by an explosion of white adhesive all over Craig's face and chest. (laughs) Why? Why? I'm ruined. Adam just backed away slowly and left Craig to his emotionally sticky self. While he was still sobbing like a little bitch, he said to himself, (laughs) I have to get out of here. I need help. And he got into the van, leaving Adam behind covered in what can only be described as glaminate, and headed to the closest friend's house, Brad. And by closest, we mean geographically. We all know Craig's closest friend is Chad, in the hope that his friend would be able to help him out. For if there was anyone who could diagnose a mental, emotional, or fictional ailment, it was his friend Brad. He arrived at Brad's around noon and ran to the door. Oh, hey, Melissa, is Brad here? Melissa looked at the disheveled, sweaty, glistening, sticky mess of what used to be Craig and responded, Yes, he's home, but he's still sleeping. 
Winger played a 33rd anniversary live acoustic <laughs> reimagining of In the Heart of the Young set in the garage last night, so he has a bit of a banger right now. Craig shrugged his shoulders in a, well, that makes perfect sense manner, and just left. But not before smashing the light bulb above Brad's door, obliging the voice that compelled him to do it. In his panic, as he left, he sought out help from one of his other friends, his cousin Matt. He found Matt working not far from Brad's at a trouble call. When Craig pulled up, he saw Matt doing what he does best, up in the bucket, physically and morally talking down to a poor, underappreciated, underpaid, oppressed black man while obnoxiously <laughs> playing the cotton song from the cab of the truck. Yo, throw that fucking brush in the chipper, you lazy-ass porch. Oh, hey, Craig. <laughs> hey. Then the voice came again, somehow louder than the chipper. Say it. Say it. Say it. Craig turned to Derek, just as Derek saw him and shut down the chipper. Hey, Derek, what's up, my dear? But before Craig could finish, <laughs> Derek wound up and bitch slapped Craig. But not in that stereotypical gangster, alpha male, shut your white ass face type of way. No. He slapped him with a straight anger and hit Craig so hard he knocked 4% of his ethnicity right out of him. <laughs> In his head, Craig heard a laugh, a guttural, maniacal laugh. Stop it. Leave me alone. Derek, thinking Craig was talking to him, shoved him to the ground. What did you say to me, you honky-ass motherfucker? I, I don't think Derek actually talks like this, but this is the best black talk I can think of. <laughs> no, not you, Derek. I'm sorry. It, wa it wasn't me. Well, it was me, but I didn't want to say that. You see, there's a, uh, you see, there's this voice I'm hearing. And it's making me do stuff I don't it's making me do stuff I don't want to do. Derek just looked at Craig, a poor excuse of a man, told him, hold my pocket, and walked his pitiful <laughs> ass back to the truck and tossed him in. <laughs> what the hell? Why did you throw me in the back seat? Derek looked at Craig, shrugged, and just said, Sorry, force a habit. Dragged Craig out and shoved him in the driver's seat and told him to get the fuck out of here. Oh, by the way, Craig. I hear voices in my head all day. It's that bitch-ass Derek complaining about having to do his job. Hey, yo, Derek, why don't you do your fucking job? Craig ain't paying my bills. Craig, knowing that he wasn't going to get any help here, slunk back to his truck and got in. For a minute, he just sat there and cried, like that time he found out Jordan Knight wasn't gay. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, after a few minutes of sobbing, he pulled himself together and texted Dave. I don't know why I, I don't know why I didn't start with Dave. Although I haven't known him as long as the other guys, he is probably the smartest, most compassionate, well-mannered, thoughtful, philosophical friend <laughs> that a scumbag guy like me could ever hope to have. I just call him. I just call him, and I'm sure that not only will he be willing to help a poor, unfortunate soul like myself, but he'll also be able to resolve my current emotional and intellectual predicament with with relative ease and empathy. Instead of texting, Craig decided to call Dave. He thought it may be easier to explain than text. Hey, what's up, man? Dave, I need help. You're the only person I think can help me out right now. All right, dude. What's going on? All right, here it goes. So I woke up this morning. 
after having a terrible dream, there was this voice in my head telling me to do awful things and say terrible shit to people. The dream felt so real, but I realized it was just a dream. Then I went to work and I started hearing it again. It made me do things I would never do at work. To Brad's house, to Derek. Wait, hold on a minute. You went to Adam, Brad, and Matt before me? Well, yeah, I panicked. Ah, well, something just came up. Like right now. Just this second. I just get busy. I have a meeting. Like right now. I gotta go. Fuck. The voice was again laughing at Craig. I guess it's back to Brad's douchebag. Stop it. Fuck. Leave me alone. So Craig drove back to Brad's in the hopes that he was upright and not too deep into today's self-pity. <laughs> <laughs> he headed back to Brad's, down the winding, rapey roads that lead to his house. When he arrived, he stepped over the broken light bulb glass to get to the side door. Brad was having his morning coffee as his family ate their gelatinous vegan dinner, which they called Gleanut Butter and Sluff. <laughs> Craig explained to Brad what he had just tried to explain to Dave. So I woke up this morning having a terrible dream where there was a voice in my head telling me to do awful things and say terrible shit to people. The dream felt so real when I realized it was just a dream. Then I went to work and it started hearing it again. It made me do things I'd never do at work. <laughs> to your, what? To your, well, to your light. Oh, sorry about that. Using a lot of this time. <laughs> and to Derek. And the voice getting louder and more forceful. No way. You're not going to believe this. But I also heard a voice last night. Dude, I'm serious. This voice is scaring the girly giggles right out of me. <laughs> I swear I did. I was down in my office working, and then I heard it. I looked up, and there in my door was Jesus Christ himself. He looked at me, and he asked me how I felt about the ongoing conflict in the Middle East. Shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> Besides, we always said we wouldn't talk about religion or politics on the show because it's never funny. So we're not going to start now. No, really. He looked like the lead singer of a metal band I know you've never heard of, but is really good, and I only know about good music. Anyway, we had a very deeply moving conversation. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You didn't. I did. Did it. Did. Did it. Did. Did it. Did. Did it. Did it. Did. Did it. Didn't. Didn't. Did. Did. Did it. Did. Didn't. Dead. Dude. <laughs> I knew coming here was a mistake <laughs> and, you'd, and you'd be no help. I came here looking for help and I end up here and uh, having to give it. No, it was not a mistake. The Lord works in mysterious ways. And your journey here was of a higher power. Craig, my brother, you should embrace his love and grace and open your heart to his warmth. Fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> And as he walked across the brand new creaky floors on his way out, he heard it again. Do it. Craig stopped and looked around, but nobody was there. He knew he had again heard that low rasp of a voice, but he was alone. Hit it, came the voice again. And like Matt, drawn to a bad financial decision, he could not resist as he walked out the door. <laughs> he grabbed Brad's brand new, never before used stepladder and smashed it on the ground. He didn't know what else to do, so he went home to wait for Fran, or Manny, to come home. 
you know, because we all know that Craig and Manny's relationship is much more intimate than he lets on with their hours long phone calls, frequent bar dates and excess caulking with no apparent cracks to be filled. <laughs> other than the obvious homosexual reference in that last comment. So he went home all the while hearing the voice in his head. No, stop it. Leave me alone. The voice persisted for what seemed like hours, even though it was only a 10 minute drive. Craig did his best to ignore the voice, but that made things worse. Why won't you leave me alone? As he got home, he heard it again. Go to the shed. Craig did his best to resist, both mentally and physically, but that was a short fight as he has no real prowess to speak of in either area. <laughs> His body lurched and jerked towards the shed. Why are you doing this to me? What now? Open the door, the voice boomed between his ears. His throat got tight with that last burst of anger from the voice. As if he was being strangled by it, Craig did what he was told. Now what? There, the voice told him. Somehow, Craig knew where to look and what the voice wanted. Not that. I just got it all set up the way I wanted it. The way Fran wanted it. Almost, it said. Now do it. Craig tried with all his might to resist, but ended up just looking like a resident of Kensington Ave in Philadelphia. <laughs> he dragged his feet out of the shed, his arms straining, face wincing, and his will depleted. Then heaved the stereo receiver into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> came the voice. I, I won't do anymore. You, you'll have to kill me. The voice was now angry, demanding and overpowering in Craig's head, so that he heard nothing else. Go to the basement. Now, it boomed in his ears. Again, sobbing like a little girl and with no fight left in him, Craig moped to the basement the same way Brad mopes out of his when he has to do anything. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this to me? Over there came the voice. Even though it had no form, it could not point. Craig knew where it wanted him to go. Tears streamed down his face as he walked through the basement. Stop, it said. No, what? Please, just leave me alone. Soon, soon I'll leave you alone. You must do one more thing, then I'll go. Anything, anything at all, please just stop. The loud, raspy voice spoke again. Hug that lolly column. Craig did what he was told and leaned forward and threw his arms around the pole like he was seeing Manny as an experiment commercial. Not like that, you faggot. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's how I always hug stiff poles. <laughs> your legs, too. Craig did what he was told. Now your arms. Again, the emasculated man did what was required of him. Good. Now sit. No, I'll get stuck. Do you want this to end? Now sit down, you sniveling twit. Craig reluctantly sat down on his own legs and was now stuck around the lolly column in his own basement. There, it's done. Are you happy now? The voice didn't respond, and all Craig heard was laughter. He looked up and saw Matt, his cousin, come down his basement stairs. Oh, thank God, Matt, get me out of here. I can't do it. What? Actually, it's more like I won't do it. Craig sat there on his own dumb legs, unable to move, <laughs> just staring at Matt in disbelief. I don't understand. Shocker. <laughs> then the voice returned and spoke again to Craig. Let me explain, but first look down. Craig tilted his head down, but saw nothing. 
No, you dimwit. Glance down with your eyes. Use the light refracting off your obnoxiously thick glasses and see. <laughs> and as Craig rolled his eyes down, he began to see. As the voice started laughing, his neck thing was gyrating around his <laughs> neck. What the fuck? <laughs> the voice laughed and his neck jiggled. Who are you? The voice, suddenly serious again, said, you don't recognize me? Let me help you, let me help you out a little, Craig, since I know your borderline retarded brain won't get it. The voice should sound familiar because you've heard it for a long time when you were young. It tortured you then, and now it tortures you again. Wait, there's no fucking way. Seeing the realization on his face, Matt confirmed Craig's sudden fear. Ray? The voice just laughed uncontrollably, to the point where Craig's neck thing, who has now just been revealed to be his Uncle Ray, was <laughs> bouncing around so much that Craig was involuntarily headbutting the lolly column. <laughs> why, Ray? I'll tell you why, Craig. My dad loves his kids more than anything and would do anything for them. And there is only one thing in the world that he would come back for. I don't believe it. This is some sort of, of, of ball of trickery. The voice returned, this time loud enough for everyone to hear it. That's right, Craig. There's only one thing that I would come back for. One reason and one reason alone. Love. The love I have for torturing you. Just then, Fran came down the stairs. She took one look at Craig and shone what seemed like decades of disdain on her face. <laughs> then she glanced at Matt, and a smile as bright as Christmas came across. <laughs> Matt threw his arm around Fran's shoulder, took two steps toward the door, turned back at Craig, and gave him a wink. As the finally happy couple walked up the stairs, the voice spoke once more again for all to hear. Holmes. Yeah, Dad? Don't tell Lori. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, that shit. That was fucking that great. That was excellent. That was good. <laughs> I had to run that by Ray to make sure it was okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was good. You know, I actually had like a sex scene in mind with Fran and I <laughs> yeah. took it out yeah. because I thought it was too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. no, yeah, no that's, problem. Yeah, that's a little, that's a I actually like took it out. I was like, I think I went a little far yeah, with that. That's a little much. <laughs> yeah. What I love is that he handled that paragraph no problem, but parlor trickery yeah. <laughs> threw him for a giant loop. I was like, what's a dumb old phrase I could use? I'm like, yeah. ooh, parlor trickery. <laughs> parlor trickery. That caught all four of his eyes off guard. No, yeah. what, what, the the word was philanthropic, and he said uh, philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, was it philanthropic? You saw the first two letters that made up yeah. the rest. Yeah. Well, was was trying was, to read ahead as I was reading. He, he, he put philanthropic, and I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah, I'm sitting there well, arguing I, with the logic the, of the it. The funny thing was, I knew what Dave was doing. Dave was Every bro, story I make you read a ridiculous I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That first year, we both did it. Yeah, remember that we yeah. we, we, we both had to we were like we're just gonna make him choke on reading. <laughs> Lavar Burton couldn't have helped you through that no. one, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> do you want to go next, Brad? You want me up? Uh, do, whatever you want. Let's oh, do it. I, you want to go oh, last? You no, wanna... no. I, I honestly Doesn't don't know me. how good this is. So let's find out. All right. All right. Which one are we doing? It's what goes around mine? <coughs> All right. Yeah, Craig's the, the the gatekeeper here. Let him close out. Oh, All wow. right. You even use well, Craig's Mine's staples? not going to be that great. Well, Craig printed this whole thing out for me. I told you, I owe him toner. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Our scene opens slowly to reveal a foggy autumn night in New England. Leaves Russell under a gentle but intensifying breeze. The smell of the season's first fireplace lightings is noticeable. A fine mist pervades the air. Cool, but not uncomfortable. We pan into a small but gaudily renovated garage <laughs> in East Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> Despite the cozy nature of the surroundings, there's enough lighting to warn airplane pilots of tarmac <laughs> congestion before they begin their descent over international waters. Inside the garage are Matt, Craig, and Dave wasting away the hours while Brad parallel parks between two abandoned cars <laughs> positioned easily a block apart. As is typical for a Friday night, the long, narrow table is full of cables, microphones, and beer cans, and the guys are working diligently to develop a cohesive outline for the night's events. The camera slowly pans to eavesdrop on the intense, deep planning session. Fuck Brad. Yeah, fuck Brad and his wicked, dumb outlines. When is he gonna? When is he gonna learn? We don't need to. Uh, we don't need to know how to connect <laughs> thoughts and shit. Type shit. Yeah. Look, I know he wants us to be organized, but let's stop playing, yo. <laughs> We're never gonna do a fucking topic again. Maybe it's time we talk to him about letting go of the past proper. We need to. Drop <laughs> we need to drop that shit like I drop bitches. Soon and often. <laughs> no one cares about how things were. The future is now. The future is winging it. The future is wavy with Gucci two stories. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I think you're being a little hard on the guy. Pause for 11 minutes of uncontrollable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his asshole was just ravaged in biblical ways. But that's not important right now. Brad really just wants to wants us to sound good. Is that really a crime? Dave, he cut your segment about you banging my sister. You know, Craig's cousin, in the alley behind Lucky's, right in the view of I-95 West. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Fuck Brad. I know I'm going to completely contradict myself and agree with all his ideas on this ride home, you know, like a friend actually would. But because, you know, peer pressure. Fuck Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that prick even coming in here tonight? It's been forever. I could be using this time to do Chuck's work for 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Here's a topic for the evening. Someone go find that unwavy cracker so I can bet on pretend sports and assert dominance over things I have no control over. Also, I pee on the homeless. <laughs> I'll go. Even Brad wouldn't take this long to puck. Craig leaves through the Serengeti mosquito netting on Dave's garage door and quickly disappears into the foggy night. The camera follows the hunched, questionably hung midget as he tries to find his longtime show colleague. Brad, where the fuck are you? We've been ready to stop for almost an hour. Fran tells me that's a long time. <laughs> Craig walks up and down Dave's poorly lit, except for his garage and over his hot tub street, <laughs> yelling for Brad, but seeing and hearing no sign of his supposed friend. Jesus, fuck. Where the fuck are you already? Just get inside the garage so we can get started. You have the intro tonight, and Dave already did the weather. 
The fog, once wispy, has become oppressively thick, enveloping the street with only Dave's highway repair floodlighting <laughs> showing through the soup. As Craig walks toward where Brad usually parks, the fog begins to form itself into an oblong ring. The muffled voices of Matt and Dave, well, let's be real, just Matt, become more echoey and distant, as if they were moving away from the street. The shape of the evil mist becomes more defined, and a pathway within the ring begins to form. Craig is not a bright person, so he instinctively walks right into the center of it, <laughs> removing any sense of dramatic tension from this scene. <laughs> Ooh, pretty. And it smells like vanilla cupcakes. And scene. New scene. Nuremberg, Germany, 1945. <laughs> Craig emerges from the fog and a completely different street opens up. As he waits three to four minutes for his glasses to unshade themselves... <laughs> He is exposed to an entirely different architecture. Dave's garage light is still faintly visible in the distance. <laughs> Somewhere, women's and children's voices yell out. The voices aren't playful, but rather distressed. Crumpled and torn papers featuring a poorly drawn Star of David blow through the gusty walkway. Cobblestone streets and Bavarian ornamentation color, color the nar narrow avenue. People are around, but their heads are down, completely unaware of the oddly dressed stranger in their midst. What? What? Where? Where am I? What the? Craig continues the stammer, quickly realizing he isn't anywhere near East Providence, or 2023 for that matter. Like a broken pinwheel, Craig continues to rotate, looking in all directions, trying to make sense of the strange surroundings. Two men abruptly approach Craig from behind, whispering. They are dressed in tattered, turn-of-the-century clothing, Worn and soiled, as if these men had been hiding. They were somehow familiar. Matt! Dave! Thank God! Where the hell have you been? Where are we? Where the fuck is Brad? Silence! <laughs> we must leave these streets immediately. The Reich is coming for our people. Yes, it is not safe for us to be here. Come quickly! <laughs> Pause for 11 minutes of uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> yes, you got face blasted with protein batter nine times. But there is no time to continue with the side-splitting humor. We must get you into hiding. Come now and do not giggle. Unsalis. <laughs> yeah. Craig joins these alternate versions of Dave and Matt in sprinting down a dark, filthy alley in the direction of a makeshift shelter. The exterior door is nothing but a loading pallet, just damaged enough to reveal that people, victims, resided within. After entering the door, Dave peers outside one last time to ensure no one saw them and pulls the pallet closed. Inside, there is evidence that Matt and Dave have lived there for an extended period of time, and various decorations and prayer books made it clear they were devoutly religious and afraid because of it. Could someone please make sense of this? First off, are you really Matt and Dave? Do you know me? Dave, are you still banging my cousin? <laughs> he is. Fettstock scheiss! <laughs> Quiet, you ingrate. I can explain. Dave pauses for several seconds, sighing loudly as if he is about to reveal a bad health diagnosis. <sighs> a few months ago, Matt and I were waiting for you and Brad to arrive in the garage. So we started playing old episodes of Needless to Say. It was the first time I had heard any of them. It was just typical night. I was forced to drink four beers in the car thanks to <laughs> a highway accident. 
Stupid drunk drivers. <laughs> this is more Russian. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> this is what you're going to get. Anyway, we were just talking about that one episode where you mentioned gas, shoes, and a bunch of other really offensive things. <laughs> and all of a sudden, fog outside, garage got thick. We went outside to see what's happening, and... Suddenly, the sound of heavy boots on wet pavement fills the room. A group of unfriendly people was approaching. We must leave. Now! Quick! Come with us! Let's go! Matt and Dave sprint down a shadowy corridor as if they had done it dozens of times before. Craig lunges in the same direction, but age has slowed his reflexes, and he slips in <laughs> on his arthritic, decrepit hands while attempting to get into an upright position. Guys! Wait, don't leave me here. Oh, God, please, God. Craig finally gets semi-erect, <laughs> then pauses for 11 minutes of uncontrollable laughter. This proves costly as the burly hand of a Nazi soldier breaks through the pallet and clamps down on Craig's womanly shoulder. As he turns to face his captor, Craig is swallowed by a blinding flash of light. And scene. Back to Dave's garage, present day. Fuck Craig. Yeah, where the hell did he go? It's fucking 10 o'clock. Brad is probably throwing a fit in the front seat of his car because he keeps hitting the curb. Let's just hope Craig didn't mention our conversation about the outline. Otherwise, this shit is done, son. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think this episode is... Uh, Don't sni- you fucking say it, honky. Ache <laughs> bitten. Enough of this shit. I'm going to go dick slap them bitches until their legs don't work. <laughs> yeah, you go do that. I'll be here thinking of more reasons to not record in Brad's garage anymore. <laughs> Matt stands up, straightens out his bright orange sweatshirt, grabs his dick for emphasis, and heads through the dengue <laughs> fever hospital mesh on Dave's garage door. Craig, where you at? Hit me up. Like, with your voice type shit. <laughs> Still you. Still you. Yeah. Craig, Brad, what the fuck is taking so long? Matthew's not even hanging out down there anymore. It's fucking late. Let's go. Pissed off, Matt makes an abrupt turn back towards Dave's driveway when he's met with a thick ring of fog, illuminated in the center like a makeshift wood chip toilet. <laughs> Never one to turn down a dangerous, potentially uplifting experience, Matt closes his eyes and enters the tight, pulsing ring. The last thing Dave hears is 11 minutes of uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> then silence and scene. <clears throat> New scene. Compton, California, 1977. Nighttime on a dimly lit street. Matt awakes, awakens in the middle of an abandoned residential street. The faint thump of a stereo is audible in one direction, while sirens, planted, while sirens blared in the distance. Several homes in the vicinity are abandoned and boarded up, with faint graffiti indicating they haven't been occupied in some time. The air is warm, but he feels a distinct chill as if something bad was looming. Wow. This might be the nicest neighborhood I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't wait to pack a small bag and move everything I own to my new crib. <laughs> Matt's enthusiasm is short-lived. The relative silence is suddenly broken by a rapid stream of automatic gunfire. A swell of angry voices seems to be rounding the corner, coming toward his direction. He has no choice but to follow his instincts. Yo, what is up, my brothers? East Providence strong! <laughs> 
as the throng of people gets closer, it's clear that Matt's friendliness is not going to be reciprocated. But because he's determined and not at all bright, he stands with open arms waiting to meet his new neighbors. Suddenly, there's a rustling in the bushes. Craig and Dave emerge and pull Matt out of sight. All right, shut the fuck up and listen. This is not Rhode Island. This is not 2023. This is not going to end well for you unless you listen. You're in Compton. It's 1975, and tensions are a little high. You need to get out of those clothes, like, right now. Dude, I totally would. It's not like I haven't thought about doing that with you, (laughs) (laughs) but we're cousins. (laughs) And for that reason alone, it wouldn't be right. In the distance, the angry mob draws closer, and it's clear they are looking for Matt. Dummy, shut the fuck up. Your orange sweatshirt is exactly what the... What the LAPD wears for riot control. And and ever since Chief Daryl Gates took over, riot control <laughs> means murder. And take a guess as to who you look exactly like wearing that outfit. Matt is visibly and predictably confused. <laughs> I don't get it. You guys were just at Dave's. We were going to record a show. I just saw you. Yeah, we know. A few months ago, Dave and I were waiting for you to show up. I think Brad was roofing his house that night. Pause for 11 minutes. My script. I'm sorry. Uh, When we were laughing about how different you talk at work compared to when you're just with us. We were in hysterics thinking about how your voice changes whenever certain guests join our show, too. It's pretty funny if you think about it. Man, we sh- we could sure use the true story, bros, right about now. Suddenly, Craig is cut off by four angry protesters parting the trim aromatic bush. Once everyone <laughs> shares 11 minutes of uncontrollable laughter, the anger resumes. Matt, run, now! Holy fuck, where do I... Matt's a feeble and wholly unathletic lunge was as effective as Febreze near Manny's balls. <laughs> four sets of hands pull him by his bright orange hood. He turns and sees a billy club rapidly approaching his head, then a flash of light, then nothing, and scene. Back to Dave's garage, present day. Dave has now been sitting alone for hours and was aware of it for minutes. <laughs> Rayanne briefly enters the scene for a few minutes simply because she desperately wants to be a part of the story. Unfortunately, all of her dialogue was deleted while arguing about where to do the show this evening. <laughs> Once again alone, Dave finally lifts his head off his phone, closing all browser windows that say Gal Gadot and three-fifths of seven dust nude. (laughs) He peers through his empty garage into the fog outdoors and decides to check on the well-being of his friends, even if he really just wants to go to bed. Dave pulls apart the mesh Puerto Rican dress shirt on his garage door and follows the surgical-grade interrogation-quality lighting into the night. Fuck Matt. Guys, seriously. It's almost midnight, and you've all disappeared. Where the fuck did you go? Matt, I'm going to rub my ass hair on your smokes. That's right, my way too long and curlies right where you put your whore mouth. (laughs) Craig, if you don't get the fuck back here, I'm telling Ara you jerk off to Encanto wearing nothing but a sombrero and Sasha's gums. (laughs) And I'll also rub my unnaturally long ass hair on your cigarettes. Guys? Guys? Dave realizes he's yelling at nothing. There's no lights coming on in the neighbor's windows. No people yelling for him to quiet down. Not even an echo. Just a thick fog closing in behind him. 
He turns and faces the now fully formed ring of fog and realizes this was no weather anomaly. Hmm. Large, floating, gaping old lady pussy hole? Let's dance, bitch. <laughs> Dave quickly realizes no one's laughing at his joke, making it feel like a typical Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Newly confident, he walks toward the fog ring. For a change, something swallows Dave instead of vice versa. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> New scene. Provincetown, Massachusetts, present day. <laughs> Dave lands with a thunderous bang as the fog drops him from three full inches above the ground. <laughs> as the mist clears from around his mask, Dave realizes he's dressed differently. Gone is the metal band shirt, replaced by a Confederate flag tank top, cut off jean shorts, and a distinctive red baseball cap. In his hands, a protest sign that exclaims, It's Adam and Eve, not the gay version of those names. <laughs> Yes, it was a large sign. Unlike the others, the fog left Dave in a very crowded intersection filled with people of all orientations and identities, trying to milk and drain the goodness from the warm surroundings. <laughs> the narrator now pauses for 11 minutes of uncontrollable <laughs> laughter. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to get reamed, and not in the fun, ran after vodka, lubed up, rolling pin kind of way. I am the most accepting of all the NTS guys. Why am I wearing all this redneck shit? Just as Dave finishes muttering his concerns, three gay men walk by snickering at his ignorance and his weird balls poking through the cutoff <laughs> denim. Then a familiar voice reaches out. Oh my word, it's Dave! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> he smells like vanilla cupcakes. Dave is a little taken aback by the changes in his friends, but at least he had friendly faces to talk to. Surely they would know what was going on and why they were there. Guys, what's going on here? Did you also get sucked into that hole? Craig collapses on the sidewalk. Yes, for 11 minutes. <laughs> Stop, man. This shit, isn't, this shit ain't funny. Look what I'm wearing. I mean, what the fuck? I know. Cut-off jeans haven't worked since Ellen Page was an actual living thing. <laughs> Matt, please fucking stop. Where are we and why are we here? What are you talking about, big man? <laughs> We've been here for months. It's, it's all, it all started when? As you probably predicted based on the other stories, Craig is now interrupted mid-sentence. An angry but fabulously dressed group of people is beginning to notice Dave's wardrobe, and this is one moment where gay doesn't mean happy. <coughs> we need to get you out of here. Sorry, I meant to say, we need to get you out of here. <laughs> I have a hidden spot we should, we should burrow into. It's going to be snug, but ultimately, I think it'll be fine once we relax. <laughs> Quick, get to the shack cave. The guys bolt through the angry mob and into Craig's private little hole. Relieved, they take a minute to exhale, but Dave is still seeking answers. Guys, I was in the garage. We all were. Brad was parking, and one by one, you all went looking for each other. Then I was alone, except for that moment when Rayanne tried to insert herself into the story. <laughs> there was a fog, a soft, fluffy ring. It was so enticing. I just couldn't help myself. I had to go through it to find you guys. That was our story as well. Several months ago, me and Craig were sitting around your garage talking about one of our episodes. You, you know the one, 
when we did the roundup about non-binary midgets? Yeah, we were laughing. <laughs> and then we landed here. The fog came. Then so did we. <laughs> it was like we were being told something. Something big. Something bursting with goodness. Something... When we arrived, a sense of warmth hit us right in the face. <laughs> it was like fountain of knowledge pouring into our souls. The mood becomes more somber. We were sent here for a reason. We were sent here to learn. The flap covering Craig's secret opening suddenly bursts open, and the dark space becomes flooded with aggressive men. They didn't have 11 minutes to laugh. Dave, panicked, tries to beg and explain away the situation. Everyone, this isn't me. This isn't what I'm about. This is all a huge mistake. I'm a good person. I'm an ally. I'm a supporter. I'm a friend. Dave is compelled to look in Matt and Craig for support, but they're gone. Turning back just as quickly, Dave sees a sensible but gorgeously studded high heel aimed right at his head. <laughs> conceding he has only one thing left to say. I preach tolerance. <laughs> a loud bang and a bright flash. Dave is back in front of his garage. The night is still quiet. The fog is thinning, but an eerie sense of dread remains in the air. Gathering himself, he slowly lifts himself off the piss-soaked driveway and walks back to the table. <laughs> Matt and Craig aren't there. Rayanne and Matthew aren't there. Brad is. Where the fuck have you been? How long does it take to park a fucking Jeep Patriot? I mean, it's not even a real Jeep. We've been on quite a journey tonight, haven't we? Wait, wait. Where the hell are Matt and Craig? What did you do? Matt and Craig will be just fine. They'll return in good time. Let's talk about your trip. What? I mean, yeah, okay. So the fog formed this kind of ring thing out behind my car. It was creepy as hell, but it was clear that I needed to go through it. I mean... You were all missing. I've seen enough movies to know a cosmic clue when I see one. The truth is, you controlled your trip the entire time. In fact, you controlled three trips tonight, as did Matt and Craig. You controlled them with your ignorance. Huh? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. What does that mean? We are the products of our words and thoughts. We are most honest when we don't think, only react. We are most truthful when our guards are down. Brett, come the fuck on, man. Will you please get to the point? What in God's name went on here? Each of the scenarios you guys faced tonight were all products of our show, going on tangents, revealing the darkness that lies inside of us. We hide behind the excuse that these are just jokes and that we're not making fun of the people, but rather the stereotypes. But we never stop and think, hey, if we just continue to default to awfulness, maybe we're just awful people and not virtuous protectors of free speech like we claim. So... So you're saying that our random streams of consciousness are the cause of this? And that if we made our thoughts more righteous and pure, we wouldn't have to be thrown into these scenarios? Precisely. We control how the universe sees us, hears us, and reacts to us. Tonight was a good lesson in reminding us of the evil that lies within all of our hearts. <sighs> how, how can I do that? How can I control those moments when my brain runs wild and says whatever comes to mind? Well... Come on, man. I need to know. Tell me so I never have to experience that fear again. Well, you can start by sticking to the fucking outline. <laughs> <laughs> and see. <Yeah. laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, you 
fucking piece of shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That was good, man. That was really that was a good. good one. That was a scab oh, yeah. that got picked, man. I don't know what to do, but uh, the fact is, I oh. I had to stop and walk away from my screen when I talked about him jerking off to Encanto with <laughs> Sasha's gums around his dick. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> That's great. I love doing this shit. I know. I was like, I was like writing mine today, and I'm like. Like I can't believe I'm writing this stuff with you. Like I'm like, where is the line? <laughs> like, this well, I know so where it isn't, and that is when it comes to my sexuality and ability to function in society. <laughs> like no one, you guys just don't like me. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> you fucking funny tonight. Man. <gasps> my God, Matt, yours thing killed me this time. Dude, I I had one thought before I wrote my story. I was like, I'm gonna leave Brad out of my story entirely. Yeah. So you just said that we don't hear your voice once. I thought that by itself would just be funny. Yeah. I kept looking ahead. I'm like, really? Well, like each, each no one of lines. us. No, each one of us just had like one scene. That's yeah. how I wrote. That's how it ended up. But I had, I laughed my ass off when I wrote a full page and a half of you two going, did, did it, did, oh, did, did yeah, it. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I don't think you've summed up our friendship any better. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, right? All I could think about exactly. was the fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's, that's all I thought about. I actually wanted to reference the fish in my story, too. I couldn't figure out a place to put it in. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. For Untitled Screenplay 4. <laughs> Yep. So I'll do all the other parts as well. You know what I mean? So his, his should just be called scene <laughs> instead what? of saw. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, who's the narrator? No, it's his narrator. I know. I'm just teasing you. All right. <laughs> all right. You defended it like that was well, ridiculous. Well, I, I had a yeah, check. You had to I, had check. A, I had a check. Yeah. <laughs> also, I've right. never seen a bare waste of paper. I know. <laughs> this could have been three yeah. pages. Yeah. Just center column. <laughs> yeah. He's like, mine's 19 pages. Yeah, but it could fit yeah. in four. You no, could have I, also used seven <laughs> index cards. I did, I did say that, though. I said it, it's, it's a lot less. It's printed <laughs> fucked up. But All right, here we go. Dave, Matt, and Craig enter the lobby of a large building. What is this place? I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. It's a hospital, Matt. It's a place where people with dignity go for medical treatment. Is that guy in the white coat the pharmacist? No, that's the doctor. All right, guys, we don't have time for this. Melissa's. <laughs> All right, guys, we don't have time for this. Melissa said he's in room 408. You mean aisle 408. <laughs> no, room 408. This isn't a big CVS minute clinic, Matt. Idiot. Earlier that day, the guys got a call from Brad's wife telling them that Brad was in the hospital. She was away on a business trip with her new company and asked for the boys to, to swing by and check in on him. Cut to Miami, Florida. On the beach with toes in the sand and drinking hand, Melissa. God, I can't get away from this bullshit, even on this fake business trip. I'm going to have to do this like three times a year just to keep my sanity. Back at the hospital. Okay, guys, I think it's over here on the left. 
The guys enter the room. Brad is laying in the bed. He looks he looks at them with sad eyes as a nurse leaves the room. Hey guys, thanks for coming. Wow, that checkout lady was hot. <laughs> that was a nurse, you dumbass. Nurse. <laughs> what are they like stock shelves and shit? That's wavy. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brad, how you feeling, man? What happened? I don't know, man. I was outside cutting the grass when a sharp pain shot through my body, and the next thing you know, I'm in an ambulance. I think this is it, boys. I'm done for finished, kaput. I always knew this time would come, but not so soon. Hey, man, don't jump to conclusions. It may not be that serious. Yeah, man, plus I've heard these doctor people really know what they're doing. (laughs) Hey, Brad, is that your lunch? (laughs) Yeah... I really don't have an appetite at the moment. You know, dying and all. Can I have it? (laughs) (laughs) Just then a doctor walks in the room. Matt stares at him in utter disbelief. (laughs) They are real. (laughs) I thought they were just a myth like Bigfoot or some shit. On God. (laughs) Hey, Doc, give it to me straight. What is it? Heart failure, cancer, blood cancer. Oh, God, it's a brain tumor, isn't it? Just tell me, how long do I have? About six weeks. Oh, God, I know it. This is the end. Boys, tell my wife and kids I love them. Tell Vin he's cool, too. (laughs) Sir, let me finish. For six weeks, you're going to have to keep it elevated and stay off of it the best you can. It's a high ankle sprain. (laughs) You must have twisted it while cutting the the lawn. I requested we do an MRI. Why? Is it already gangrenous? Am I going to lose my leg? Man, I can feel those blood clots move into my brain as we speak. Sir, you're going to be fine. I just want to make sure there's nothing torn. Someone will be up soon to bring you down to get the MRI done. Just relax. I'll talk to you again after the results are back. See, Brad, you're going to be fine. Are you going to eat that jello? <laughs> Excuse me, Doc. I figured while I was here, unless it's an emergency, you'll have to make an appointment with your primary care physician. Ah, what? I don't know what that word even means. I just wanted to ask you, seeing that I'm already here, I thought I would just grab some deodorant and shampoo and just wanted to know what aisle you guys keep it in. This place is huge. (laughs) For the last time, Matt, this is a hospital. (laughs) The doctor, shaking his head, leaves the room. A nurse enters. Sir, they're they're sending you down shortly for your MRI. Shouldn't be long. Yo, are you are you a parking ticket? Because you've got fine written all over you. <laughs> what do you think about you and I getting together later? I mean, I'd like to take you to the movies, but I hear they don't like let you bring in your own snacks. <laughs> well, you sure are fine-looking garbage, man, but I have to work late tonight. Maybe you can text me later. Well, that will end before it even begins. <laughs> okay, everything is set on your chart, sir. I'll go check on. I'll go check on your son now. My son is here. What happened? Is he okay? He's fine, sir. You just pulled a muscle in his back from when you had him carry you to the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> just then, a voice is heard over the intercom. Code green, all available staff, please report to the 8th floor. Oh my god, excuse me, I have to go. 
Hey, trash man, text me later. <laughs> Damn, girl. Thank God you're a nurse because I think I just broke my leg falling for you. <laughs> hey, uh, do you think they'll still bring you a dinner even if you're getting that MRI? And if so, can I have it? Yeah, whatever, man. I'm not hungry. All I can think about is what they'll find in this MRI. Tumors. It has to be tumors. Just then, a man in scrubs walks into the room, looks at Brad's chart. Perfect. Okay, sir. I'm going to take you down for your MRI. Hey, can we go down with him? He's pretty nervous, and we want to, we want to be there for support. Uh, sorry. Nobody is allowed down there. You'll just have to wait here. Everything will be fine. He's in good hands. The man in scrub carts Brad out of the out of the room. Dave's ha- Dave heads out into the hallway. Did you see that nurse? Man, she was hot. How old do you think she is? You think she has kids? And if so, how old are they? I wonder what she weighs. No matter. I'll get the answers to all these questions when I text her tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dave comes back into the room holding a food tray. (laughs) Dave, where did you get that? Some dude in the next room was having a seizure and the nurses were trying to hold him down. So I figured he was going he so I figured he was gonna eat it. Hey, things are pretty crazy out there. Doctors and nurses are running around with security and asking everyone questions. A nurse enters the room. Okay, I'm here to take. I'm t- here to take you down. Hey, where's the patient? Some guy in scrubs came to bring him downstairs for his MRI a few minutes ago. Wait, what? Oh no! What do you mean? Oh no! I'm afraid that wasn't a doctor. Well, he was, but that's not the point. We had a patient escape from the eighth floor. He's very dangerous, man. What do you mean dangerous? What the hell is going on? That man used to be a doctor here. He started doing weird experiments on patients. What do you mean? What kind of experiments? He was trying to reanimate his dead, his dead son by using fresh organs from living people. He worked down in the morgue. He would forge charts of people saying that they died due to their condition or whatever brought them into the hospital. He was caught by another doctor who was suspicious about some of the deaths. You may have heard of him in the papers. They called him Dr. Love. <laughs> because he did, he did it for the love of his son. He killed over 30 people. Hey, I remember that from the news a while back. Are you saying a friend was taken away by this guy? I'm afraid so. I'll get security here. Uh, he must have taken him downstairs to one of the operating rooms. There's no time for that. We're heading down there now. Unless dinner is about to be served. Do you know what time that is? I'm going to get security. Stay here. Hold on a sec. Do you have Wi-Fi? Because I could totally feel a connection. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, are you kidding me right now? There'll be time for that later. We need to save Brad. Brad is wheeled into an operating room and... By the man in scrubs. Dr. Love. Okay, sir. I'm going to prep you for surgery now. Surgery. I knew it. They didn't even need the MRI to see it. How bad is it, Doc? Am I going to make it? 
Dr. Love is strapping Brad to, the, Brad to the bed. Well, my friend, just going to remove a few things is all. Just going to remove a few things and all will be well. Well, for my son anyway. For you, not so much. What do you mean? Why'd you strap me down? What's going on here? I just need a few of your, well, organs. So that I can bring my son back to life. He's such a good boy. And it's been far too long since I've gotten to see him. Your chart said you're perfectly healthy other than your incessant whining. and that <laughs> It's just an ankle sprain. But I won't be needing that. Just some of your organs. But I need those. <laughs> this can't be happening. Matt, Craig, and Dave make their way down to the lower floors. I think we just passed the cafeteria. Should we check to see if they're in there? I, I really think we should. Dave, haven't you eaten enough? I mean, our friend is missing and possibly being chopped up right now, and all you can think about is more food? No, I wasn't going to eat anything. I just don't want to leave any stones unturned. But did you smell that lasagna? They must have just took it out of the oven. <laughs> Guys, I see that the operating rooms are this way. We just need to cut through the storage area. The guys make their way through the storage area to, to the operating rooms. In the distance, they can hear this faint screams of agony. See, guys, I told you. Look, we're in the toilet paper aisle. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Matt. This is just a storage area for the hospital, not an aisle at CVS. I keep hearing that word hose, pit, tall. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are making this shit up. Guys, come on, man. <laughs> Can you hear that? Those screams sound like Brad. I do. It sounds like the screams of an 11-year-old girl. That has to be him. <laughs> <laughs> the guys make their way to to a big, thick glass window that peers into an operating room. The door is locked from the inside. Look, it's Brad. He seems like he's still okay. We need to get in there. Hey, leave our friend alone. This door won't budge. Ah, your, friend, your friends have arrived. They'll get to meet my son. He's such a good boy. Security begins to show up, and Dr. Love starts to cut his way into Brad's abdomen. Brad screams out in agony and passes out from the pain. Ah! The hospital security begins to make their, their way into the room. Damn, he has a little girl in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's our friend, and he just sounds like a little girl. That psycho is cutting him open. Hey, Doc, step away from the patient. No, you step away, or I'll cut his throat right now. I need him. I need my son back. Hey, you've tried this before. It's never worked. All you've done is taken the sons and daughters of others away from, from them. Your son isn't even here. But it will work this time. I just know it. Guys, I can see my insides. My God, it hurts. Is that supposed to look like that? It doesn't seem right. I knew it. It's loaded with cancer or something, isn't it? Where is my son? My God, what have I done? Back away or I'll reach in and pull out his heart. If you want this man to live, you'll do as I say. Security begins to negotiate with the madman. Dr. Love lays his terms, and if, they, and if they were to be met, he'll release Brad. Hey, uh, I'm pretty sure he said he wanted two large pizzas and a side of wings with those other demands, officer. 
We need to get this right. <laughs> Brad lays on the table with his torso splayed wide in utter agony. Do what he says, please. I beg of you. Man, it's going to take a lot of duct tape to get those <laughs> stomach closed up. <laughs> and they better not forget to clean it up with gas or it's going to get infected. <laughs> Some time passes and they get the the last of the demands from Dr. Love. Uh, so uh, where do we stand on that pizza? Time's a-wasting here. <laughs> Dave, there's no pizza coming. We need to get Brad out of there. Let the, man do, let the men do their jobs. After some time, Dr. Love begins to come to his senses. He promises to release Brad and go back to his room on the eighth floor. He slowly puts down the knife and approaches the door. Security swarms him, and one yells to get the to get doctors in there right away to tend to Brad's wounds. Man, that was close. I hope Brad is going to be okay. They should have tape or something around there. Hopefully, he didn't lose too much blood. Hey, where's Dave? The guys turn towards the room, see Dave, both hands in Brad's torso, and blood and bits of flesh covering his mouth. Told you guys we should have had pizza. <laughs> I can't wait to see the credits for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Starring retarded Portuguese. Yeah, right? <laughs> Featuring retarded Portuguese. <laughs> and introducing retarded Portuguese. Yeah. My God, the biggest horror of this thing is grammar. <laughs> right? Never seen so many apostrophes in my life. I told you I had to put them in there. The commas, the commas were the best part, dude. <laughs> I just randomly throw those in. <laughs> they seem like ah, one looks like it should go there. <laughs> Yet the only one that confused was you. <laughs> I know. I love I know. <laughs> you wrote yourself so much dialogue, man. Right? <laughs> I, I you didn't even try. Melissa sounded like you. Yeah. You didn't even make an effort, man. <laughs> I can't believe my feet are in the toes and my head in the sand and this beach. Can't, I got to do this three times a year. I can't do that. <laughs> can't do all those voices. Hi, I'm your nurse. <laughs> Matt's going to hit on me now. Dude, if I ever decide to get in shape, these stories are going to suck. Right? <laughs> I know. All we have are fatness. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you noticed on the way in, I nailed down the planks on my porch here oh i did so, so i'm getting handier too <laughs> you guys are running out of material i am a helpless oh, fuck apparently did you use nails or did you just hit him with the hammer till the wood broke i put in extra nails and they're shiny <laughs> uh, they're called yeah. finishing nails which means i should never have to do it again <laughs> and, they should, and they also shouldn't be outside <laughs> they'll hold for now we're replacing all things <laughs> oh that was fantastic uh, I love these stories. Another year so down. I, I, I love doing this. I love doing this. So, I, love so this. I guarantee you, we start tomorrow for next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we start, yeah. I need yeah. I need a whole year's worth of dumb shit that we say and do to fuel my story. I, yeah, I really I was halfway through and I wasn't narrating it right, and I was like I fucked up, but I was like I was so deep and it was and so no late. going back. There was no going back. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna have to keep plowing through that's, the way I was. That's doing it. actually kind of how I felt. During yeah. mine, and I was like, I can't change it now. I was like, yeah. I have to go with this. <laughs> but I love to fucking looking up the fucking things from from Matt. 
The Wi-Fi one was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. I I tried to do a good job at being black yeah. for you. <laughs> well, I was just giving you good pickup Dude, lines. I love yeah, yeah. I love Matt thought the hospital was a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> a giant CVS. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this yeah. mega CVS. <laughs> Is that the pharmacist? <laughs> Thank you for that. No problem. Oh, that buried You me. mean aisle 408. <laughs> I thought that was a fat joke. No. I thought you were saying I needed to be stored in an aisle, not yeah, a room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that was, that was just Matt not realizing we were in a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> it's over by the tide. <laughs> oh, my shit. God. Is that the cashier? <laughs> che- that checkout girl was hot. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Fucking outstanding. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I always like it. It never fails. This is my third time doing this, and it never uh-huh. fails to amaze me that you guys will actually read these lines. Like the Brad the Brad stuff in mind, I'm like, oh my that's god. That's the deal dude. though, is you have to read it. Like, yeah. that's yeah. the deal. Like you have to read it. Shh, my lion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something, Brad? I like, you're a great sport about it, man. You you're in character all the time. Yep. And I'll give you that. This man. doesn't it's work like, if we don't try. Yeah. Exactly. That, exactly. That's the way it goes. And you know what? There's always next year. <laughs> yeah. Somebody will be carrying you down a hill while Ray Ann is murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Mike nestled you tightly against his bosom. It was the large nipple one that got me. Yeah. I was like, after all the copy, I'm like, that made it real. Dude, <laughs> you immediately pictured Mike's nipple. Oh, no. We have seen it. And close. I, yeah. Dude, I had the whole story written, and then I added that in. I was like, oh, yeah, Mike has giant nipples. <laughs> And you gently touched it with your index finger. (laughs) That was a detail that wasn't lost on me. It was a specific finger because a pointer finger would be too aggressive. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to gently. Yeah, Yeah, it's more tender. It's more tender. Agree, agree. I mean, you know, you guys take just as much because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, where would Craig possibly go? And I'm like, Nuremberg. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I got the years wrong in Compton, but forgive me, audience. Yeah, I saw, oh, I saw that right away. Oh, dude, you caught that, did you? But you printed this then, fucking turn out. Nineteen seventy-five. <laughs> yeah, that he catches, but not the seven commas and nine apostrophes. Ah, ever. that shit don't matter. Watching him get tripped up on his own words. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, what do you say, boys? You want to put a fork in another Halloween? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, if you are new here, we don't do this every week, but we probably should. Reach out to us at ntspod at gmail.com and give us story ideas for next year. Um, or, to be honest with you, next holiday. Yeah. Uh, if not, come and subscribe over at needless to say podcast.com. You can leave ideas there as well. Check us out on social where you can, again, leave ideas on Twitter at NTS underscore podcast, on Facebook at NTS no underscore podcast, and on Instagram at all lowercase needless to say podcast. By the way, I'm not an effeminate jerk. I know that Will's out there arguing, but no, I'm not. Half of that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friends. He's definitely not a jerk. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> Check out our shit over at NTS Podcast Gear. We just removed Matt's shirt from from the circulation there, but you, <laughs> but everybody else but him can get ten percent off using code three hundred APS. <laughs> 
Finally, I want to shout out Marcus H. Bolanos, the smartest Portuguese guy at this table, yep, right? <laughs> for making the best music possible. Thank you again, as always, my friend. Uh, you know what? Uh, we haven't heard it in a while. Needless to say, we said it. Mm.